Hello and welcome to another episode of The One Where I Met Your Mother, a podcast about friends and how I met your mother. I'm David. I'm Natalie. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. We had, um, yesterday was the 4th of July. I love how... At the time of recording. I know. I love how committed we are to dating these episodes, even though we know it won't go up for like two months. Yeah. Yeah. Gives <laughs> it's going to be a Labor Day. And time and gonna, place. Yeah, exactly. To know where our heads are. Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, it's currently 4th of July weekend. Yeah. And we're uh, off of work for the day, doing a, a Monday record. Recording, yeah, recording on a Monday, a little peek behind the curtain, but we normally record on Sunday. Yeah. That's interesting to so listeners. It's all, yeah, it's all different now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. If this one's a little low energy, it's because we must have a case of the Mondays. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but today we watched season one, episode 11 of both friends and how I met your mother. The name, the episodes are respectively named the one with Mrs. Bing and the limo. But we're going to start by talking about season one, episode 11 of friends, the one with Mrs. Bing. Uh, and this one has a, um, so weirdly, so the, uh, I don't know how weird this is, but, um, the episode's main story, I think, is about Mrs. Bing, about yeah, Chandler's, Chandler's mom. mom. But it starts, the cold open has nothing to do with that. The cold open is <laughs> uh, Phoebe and Monica at a newsstand, and there's a, a hunk, mm-hmm. like a GQ hunk. Reading the, read the newspaper. Yeah, they, 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 they uh, eventually uh, think maybe he's a lawyer who teaches sculpting on the side and <laughs> can dance. We'll get to that in a little bit. But um, Phoebe, essentially, like dares monica to whistle at him yeah like wolf was but she she doesn't whistle <laughs> no. i don't know if maybe courtney cox is like 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 a david here like can't whistle maybe and so instead of whistling she goes woo, 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 woo. <laughs> which causes him to stop and then get run over by an ambulance which is also making a siren noise which i feel like is a funny like it was very funny yeah it's a very funny cold open um uh, and then I love uh, it even sticks because then even after the like credits, it's still Monica and Phoebe in the room within the ho- in the hospital room with the yeah. man who's in a coma. And they're like, this is where they're making up. They're like Barb and Star inventing Trish. Yes. They're like making yes. up this. <laughs> they create like this narrative about his life and who he is. And that he's just a wonderful man. Yeah. That he's a, he can listen. He's a listener. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, but then we get to the the uh, actual heart of the episode. Uh, the the whole gang is over at at Monica and Rachel's to watch uh, Jay Leno, um, who as he did, I swear Jay Leno must have done as many appearances oh, yeah. like do, as himself in movies and TV anything. as he did actual like Tonight Show totally. episodes. Yep. So uh, here he's uh, they're they're watching uh, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno his. Uh, and his guest is Nora Bing, who's a fam- world famous romance novelist, uh, and is also Chandler's mom, and played by Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, it's funny that her name is Nora Bing because she's a very Nora Roberts type author. Oh, that must be the reference that I yeah. went right over my head. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just getting that now, but that's the type of author, like just super pulpy romance novels targeted yeah. to women, like, and just lowest denominator as far as writing style i think it's i think it's mocked uh yeah yeah i mean they, they definitely okay. mock this kind of writing yeah but Just they mock it i think euphemisms yeah but i think 
within the world of the show, which is never mentioned, I guess it's early enough in the show that it's not that weird that we didn't know that Chandler's mom was a famous yeah. author. We're still learning yeah. about, we don't know a lot of their parents. Like, we um, haven't met a lot of their parents. Uh, yeah, I guess we've just met the Gellers on a couple mm-hmm. of occasions yeah. already. Um, and we've heard a lot about Phoebe's family. And we've heard a few things about Joey's family. And we learned more about Gloria Tribbiani, uh, <laughs> that she was a handsome woman yeah. um, in this one. Uh, yeah, and then I guess we know that Rachel's Rachel's dad cut her off when she yeah. was a runaway bride. Yeah. So we know a lot about them, but we haven't met that many of them. This yeah. is the first thing we met. I was surprised. This is like seems like a big enough thing about the character that I was surprised that I didn't know this. I didn't know that Morgan Fairchild was going to be on the show as Chandler's mom. I didn't know that Chandler's mom was supposed to be a famous... Like, I feel like I've picked up a lot about the show, and this seems like a big enough deal that I'm surprised that this was all a surprise to me. There will be more revealed um, about Chandler's family. I don't know if That's you... what I said, right, Chandler? Or did yes. I say Joe? Okay. Yeah, there'll be much more revealed about Chandler's that it gets very, very difficult, problematic. Problematic. Yeah. Um, more importantly, uh, Paolo... Is back. Paolo's back. Paolo's back from from Rome, and he's just hugging and kissing and licking all up on Ew. Rachel. What? Morgan uh, Nora even calls him the Italian hand licker. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's just gross. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're gross. A lot of PDA. Yeah. Between Rachel and Paolo. Yeah. Um, Paolo knows who Nora, who Nora Bing is. <laughs> yeah, naturally, because like he's like a very Fabio type character. Oh, right. He maybe has appeared on the cover or yeah, the model for yeah. a cover of a Nora Bing. That's his whole style. Um, uh, what else? Let me get back to so the, the two storylines kind of share equal time because we get mm-hmm. back to Mary. Uh, uh, sorry, I said Mary. I got ahead of myself reading my notes to Monica and Phoebe. The while you were sleeping storyline. <laughs> yeah. But there's a montage to the tune of Mary Wells, my guy. Yes. Which yes. is why I was saying Mary. Um, I like that. Then yeah. we get to um, a super fun looking Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I were literally just today talking about how much we like a dim Mexican miss, restaurant. Yeah. Um, like big gross plates of like too much food. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I like like dark and like kind of red hued. Yeah. yeah you gotta do red hued. Th- this place had a lot of booths, like, um, like booths that like are always like sticky somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, I couldn't catch the name of the place. Did you, were you able to catch it? When, when Ross opened oh, the menu, you could see it and it was it too was quick. I think it was called like just Mexican Cantina. I felt like it started with a T. Like it was like, I don't know. Maybe. And they were drinking. Not El, Tor- not El Torito. That's an actual. That's an actual restaurant. Which might have gone out of business. Uh, yeah. All maybe. the ones around here closed. Like, the, El- the Burbank El Torito is now a Chick-fil-A. Is there still Acapulco? That still exists. So Acapulco and El Torito were both owned by the same Were they? People, okay. I, I didn't know if they were But I don't know if they all went out of business. But I'm pretty sure they were both owned Hmm. Or are both? We could we could have looked this up. Who knew? Uh, who knew we were going to talk about specific SoCal <laughs> sit down Mexican restaurant chains? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I missed the um, missed that Burbank uh, El Torito right there by yeah. the um, where the Chick Fil A is now. Yeah, there's a an Acapulco that was in Sherman Oaks that I would go to okay. for happy hour. Well, the Acapulco, or the, yeah, the Acapulco in. I guess that's, I don't know if that's Los Feliz. It's not that it hasn't been there for, forever. Right. But do you remember that one? No. Um, 
it was like uh, I guess kind of near where like I guess kind of near the Vista um, <gasps> over there yes 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 that was a long and, time ago yeah it would it had like a dance club in the middle yes so all the seating was like in surrounding a surrounding but it was like glass wall so it was like a you could be sitting having a normal dinner and there'd be like a dance club and you'd hear like, As like, you're like and see people dancing but then you're just in like a family Mexican restaurant. It was right. a weird setup. It's a very strange setup. Um, also closed down is your favorite Chevy's. They're so, they're, yeah, they're like, uh, I, 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 I've said before, we're so far off topic, I love this. Um, my, my entire life, my favorite food pretty much my entire life has been tacos mm-hmm. but what a taco is in my mind has changed, changed as i've gotten older because you had the hard shell yeah gringo. so when i started with like taco bell tacos essentially even yeah. like jack-in-the-box tacos you right. know like very gringo stuff um and then it would have like so probably like my middle school into high school years is is when i started getting into chevy's or there was another chain in st louis where i grew up called casa gallardo um, okay, like Tex-Mex style? Chevy's is... Te- well, Chevy's became more Tex-Mex. I, I, I don't know. They, they kind of changed their thing. But... Um, or no, they were... Che- they, no, they started as being like Tex-Mex. But, but then do you remember it was Chevy's Fresh-Mex was what they yeah. were called? Because it was... As they started to dwindle, which there still are a lot in like the San Jose, like Santa Clara County area, because that's where they're from. Mm-hmm. But there's no, no more Chevys around here. There might still be one in Vegas, because mm-hmm. um, there's one of everything in Vegas. Right, right. Um, or Victorville on the way to Vegas. Yeah, magical <laughs> um, place. But yeah, so like, yeah, it, it, late middle school, early high school years, Chevys was like my favorite restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's very funny. Uh, and you and I continued to go to she- the Chevy's again in Burbank. We don't live in Burbank, but a lot of close enough chain restaurants. Are, yeah. Uh, it's the closest. We chain went for your location. birthday once or twice. Yeah. Did. Yeah. I guess we did go from, uh, for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny. I'm not embarrassed. I love yeah. doing corny shit for my birthday. I love the chips there. Uh, yeah. I'd yeah. So we're way off topic, but, yeah. um, I like this restaurant. I like, um, Ross doing shots. Yeah. I think um, they're all doing shots. Yeah. But Ross did a bunch. Yeah. Um, uh, which I was going to mention a line that he says, but it's my funniest moment. That's one of mine as well. Um, what I don't think we, uh, I, the, I find repeated this this is the problem i think about doing a podcast like this about a show that has the same identity for hundreds of like i right. feel like i'm gonna repeat myself with like things i like and things i don't like i feel like friends has this problem where it feels like the the narrative beats or the character beats or the emotional stuff feels kind of perfunctory and phoned in but I don't mind that much because the jokes are there. Right. So again, here I feel like we're told that Chandler has this difficult relationship with his mother, but I feel like we don't really, the show doesn't do a good job of selling it at first, but then the central event of the episode happens. Okay. So like the storyline or like the storylines are a delivery system for the jokes. So it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So jokes for a storyline is kind of like afterthought in your mind. That's how, and I think that's kind of a more like classical sitcom right. way of doing things. Yeah. And maybe I'm just like, I, you know, those of us who came of age after like, um, uh, I don't know. What are the first like landmark, like single cam sitcoms. Like obviously how many mother is also multicam, but I'm trying to think what was like the, the like Malcolm in the middle maybe was like, Oh yeah. Um, 
the or I mean the Wonder Years. Uh, Wonder Years certainly, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I think there is. It's not actually true that you can say like, oh, all single cam sitcoms are written this way, and all multicams are this way. Like you can have a show like Modern Family that's a single cam, but very feel very much feels like a stagey multicam right. in the turn the way right. that the jokes are are are, are written and, and delivered. And on the other hand, you have something like How I Met Your Mother, which is a multicam, but it has a, a, a more like sort of a distinctive, like oddball single cam type of. Uh, perspective in my yeah. in, in my view okay. so I, it's not a clear breakdown but friends does seem like a classical multicam in that what what you're saying it's like a delivery uh, 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 yeah it's veter- probably veteran joke writers or people who write like veteran joke writers right. like doing set up punchline jokes first and i have no yeah. problem with that yeah but i do think sometimes when you try to sell like oh chandler's so embarrassed about his mom and we don't really get it like her whole thing is like i gave my son his first condoms mm-hmm. like that's and maybe this is also like a just a uh the show being dated like that doesn't seem like that big a deal right no absolutely not that seems like the least thing you could like of course um, you should give your son condoms i like, mean my mom didn't buy me condoms but yeah I, but that's that, like the bare mins of like <laughs> what you should be doing for your sons. Yeah, yeah, he shouldn't be so embarrassed by that. But then again, like I said, we're all leading up, this is all leading up to the central event of the episode, which is that a drunk and sad Ross has a brief, shares a brief kiss with Nora. Yes. Because she's trying to comfort him, and also, she's not just comforting him, she's enabling him by get, telling him he's the hero. Yes. And he, like, from a modern perspective, where we can see how problematic Ross is and his like entitlement when it comes toward Rachel. Yes. What Nora is telling him here is the worst it's just possible feeding thing. Feeding into him, right, yeah. right, which kind of like fits with who we're to believe more the kind of person that you know Mrs. Bing is. You yeah. know, yeah, um, yeah. She, and I think yeah. like it, like there was two two lips as they said in the episode. Right. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the onus was more on her. Ross was clearly like intoxicated, like mm-hmm. super sloppy drunk, just yeah. like pathetic waiting around the bathroom. Like as, as Chandler's mother, she should not have done that. Let me ask you this. Cause I don't fully get the backstory. Did Chandler and Ross go to college together? Is that um, how they know each other? Yes. My question They is, went to high school together. No. Chandler, I thought, I thought Chandler didn't go to, because no. Ross went to high school with they Monica and Rachel. Yes, yes. My, my, I guess what I'm getting at is, I wonder how long has Nora known Ross, and does that make it even creepier to think that she, like, yeah. knew him when he was, like, 19 or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next morning, because uh, Joey sees this happen, so next morning Ross, like, shows up the apartment trying to tell Joey, don't tell Chandler or whatever, Joey's in his bathrobe, then... <laughs> Rachel and Paolo come out, come out, and Rachel's in her like satin robe, which is a little like bathrobe party yeah. in the uh, in in the hallway. Yeah. I, I, I liked that, and then yeah, more PDA there. I love the. I really we talk about the good joke running, or I, I talk about the good joke writing. The runner about the racquetball plans and how like that they kept making racquetball excuses yeah. to like three different people, but their story progressed right. to where like. When Monica's like, what are you doing here? Or Joey just says, he's not even wearing a jockstrap. I right. liked that. Yeah. I liked the way that joke built a lot. Yeah. Um, 
once again you've got the uh in the transition back to coma guy you've got the bad like ska yeah. interstitial music. oh yeah that's that that one is used all the time yeah i don't like it it's it's really bad yeah it sounds like the police when i don't like to begin with yes and it sounds like a bad version of the police yes exactly like that and i don't even like the police to begin with all right um uh ross just to uh just to make an attempt at being an even worse guy eventually tries to uh, initially tries to lie to Chandler that Paolo kissed his mom. Yeah. I'm glad he abandoned that because that's right. uh, even, even worse. Yeah. Um, but then that, uh, so that leads to a big confrontation between the three male, uh, or among the three male leads, um, in which again, you get a good writing joke with them being like, just let me slam the door my way out. Yeah. Like, let me be mad. Let me slam the door. Yeah. And, and, and so first Chandler does it. And then Joey like is about to go out the door and Ross to say something. And Joey's like, uh, it just like points at the door and yeah. then slams it. Yeah. And this is, you know, the rare, like Joey's kind of like the voice of reason. Good guy. You know, normally he's kind of like more played as just kind of like, Oh, he's kind of shitty. See, I think they're developing this character with Joey where he's like, yes, kind of dumb and kind of a horn dog. But like a but sweetheart. A, yes. Yes. Like a reliable friend. And I think that's where, you know, that really came into play in this episode because he wanted everyone to be honest. He knew it was wrong. He was telling Ross it was wrong. It's like breaking the code. But it would you would think as like the hornball he is, he'd be like, yeah, score, like sweet, like made out with a hot mom, you know. But no, that's not him. He's actually a really good friend. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, sorry. Uh, Are we on this, to the funniest? Uh, no, this is uh, <laughs> my other podcast, Battleship Pretension. Tyler and I just like talk, you know? Yeah. I have like so many notes, and then like you'll say something, and I'll be like, oh, I gotta address that later. Like, throw you and then off. I have to do like the, you know, how are we doing segment and stuff. Like, there's so much that I have to like keep going on my phone while I'm talking that I feel like every once in a while just to be like duh duh while well, I like finish typing something <laughs> well um, you could write it on paper like me or oh what a great transition or like Rachel who apparently decides to start writing her own romance novel right. longhand on like a right. on a legal pad right I, I guess I mean computers existed in 1994 well, if not you could get a word processor she, I think she ended up typing yeah, she did print it out at the end. Yeah, so she started the, just on paper, all but the typos. then yeah. typed it out. Uh, but I don't like the... I liked... So there were, yeah, there were um, two categories of jokes around Rachel's uh, attempt. One was the, like... Um, I can't remember, like, euphemisms for penises, mm-hmm. and then, like, Monica being like, there's no J and engorged. I didn't like the dumb, yeah. like, G-rated sex jokes. I did like the second batch of jokes which is just that she can't spell anything and everything is misspelled i think that this will come up in like the running jokes but like rachel being bad at everything she tries is like really kind of sad and unfair to her character right but i guess it's in keeping with a character who's never had to do anything for herself up until i agree but like she should be competent at least i think we'll get there because she ends up like getting we'll we'll see yeah we're like you said like i mean like you pointed out with there's still things about but the she can't even spell penis like it's just silly that it's like oh like let's make a mockery of this person who's bad at her job she can't spell like yeah but i guess okay now now i'm gonna defend rachel 
it's not that she can't spell penis. Maybe she doesn't know how to use spell check on a computer. Because well, if, she, if that... she spelled it pens, spell or like, or I guess spell check wouldn't even catch pens. Right. She just needs to learn a proof. Or if she's on a typewriter, maybe the uh, the, the eye sticks or whatever. The, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She just needs to proofread. But uh, I just thought the yeah the misspelling jokes were just funny. Yeah. Heaving beasts, niffles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, then finally, we get, uh, uh, Chandler has the confrontation with his his mom. Joey's uh, listening at the door. He watches through the people, which made me think of the Seinfeld. Like he needs a reversed peep, a reversed peephole <laughs> right, to like right. try and see, so they're not like tiny and upside down and walking backwards and yeah. everything. And the joke, yeah, the joke was like, okay, they're walking backwards, they're walking backwards, they're walking backwards. <laughs> oh no! And like yeah, clearly they're they're, right, they're yeah. right at the door. Um, my other. Uh, almost made my funniest moments thing are just like uh we should do like a funniest like did you catch this moment um when uh so joey like runs up the stairs yeah. and then when chandler and nora come out ross is just like picking, actually like he's the inspecting wall. the mold yeah. yeah yeah which is like it made me think like okay ross is good at physical comedy like he's a very right physical yeah. actor um but that was so funny to me and it reminded me just of they don't have cell phones because in any other scenario oh, right. you would take out your cell phone and exactly. pretend to be looking at it yeah which is what we all do so yeah, yeah like picking out a weird like hallway wallpaper like what else are you gonna do with your hands yeah yeah, and I guess that's true on How I Met Your Mother. They don't have smartphones yet. They have cell phones, as will come up in, in yeah. this week's episode. But yeah. uh, uh, we're still two, th- uh, two years away from the iPhone. Yeah. Um, all right, so should we... Uh, let's yeah. move on to the funniest moment. I will go first, as we do with friends, and you okay. go first on How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Um, my funniest moment, as I kind of teased that earlier, is after <laughs> Ross has done a bunch of shots, mm-hmm. he's holding the shot glass up yeah. to his eye, and he says, anyone want me to appraise anything? Yeah, that was mine, too. Okay. Um, but I had another one. Good. Um, it's not as funny as, like, more about the delivery was funny when uh, Chandler finds out that Joey knew about the kiss. Uh-huh. Um, he said, Chandler says to Joey, you knew about this? And Joey, like in his Joey ways is, says, knowledge is a tricky thing, <laughs> which is like, so unlike Joey, yeah. just like his delivery was really funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of wasn't mad at Joey for not saying anything for that. You kind of like, cause Ross is his friend too. He was giving him an opportunity to be honest. It was just like timing. Um, that's a good way. Of and then there was a lot of funny gags like, um, you kissed my best Ross. Oh, yeah. What did, um, uh, You're a mother kisser. But no, uh, what did Ross say? He was like, uh, um, I kissed uh, Nora or Mrs. Mom or your Bing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like also that. it was very sweet. Like when, you know, after, after Ross was honest and, you know, Chandler gave him the silent treatment for a while and was really pissed off at him. Um, it's like the one of the last scenes where like Chandler comes in and says, "Hey," and Ross says, "You mean that?" <laughs> like it was kind of a sweet like male friendship moment. Yeah, yeah. Like just saying "Hey" was like there's so many things that that actually said. You know, there's a lot of subtext to that "Hey." Yeah, I like that. That's yeah. very nice. Yeah, it was very nice. Um, um, should we do friends but make it fashion? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna pick uh, for most of them for for. Um, uh, it's at the, starting at Central Park when we didn't even talk about the... We, I completely left out the resolution to the coma guy story, um, which is that Monica and Phoebe start, like, competing. Right. And then he wakes up and is like, 
I feel like in a completely defensible way, it's just like, I, like what thanks, am I, I don't to do? know. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're not arguing with him. They're arguing with the man they'd invented in their head. Did you get a little grossed out that like they, there was a joke that they changed him? Like yeah. they changed his clothing at yeah. some point? Yeah, which they is, shaved him. Yeah, so creepy in the same way that while you were sleeping was gross and creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um, this man doesn't know them. They don't know this man and they're undressing him. And, yeah. Um, yeah. That's gross. Um, but Phoebe sings a song about him at Central Park. And in that scene, uh, Ross is wearing a very, I think, smart looking, like light gray tweed jacket over like a, a shirt that I would describe as Merlot uh-huh. with no, with no tie. It, it's a good color combo. The jeans are a little nineties. <laughs> the, the style of jeans is a little, uh, nineties, but also speaking of his, his shirt being like, you know, Merlot or being a high color. In the same scene, Chandler's wearing a shirt that's like burnt sienna. It, like they both look like they look like Saul Goodman. Like remember oh, how Saul Goodman would wear yeah. like bright colored yeah. shirts? Um, and well, that's, that's very very nineties. Well, that jacket might be a contrast to the typical David Byrne stop making sense suits right. that Ross wears. <laughs> yes, they're comically large. And I guess Ross and I mean Chandler wears no Ross. Ross does okay in this episode. I mean, just so ill-fitting. Like the pants are big, the jacket is too big. It's absurd. Um, I also noticed the the, the time. It's also um, cold out, so um, there are lots of hats. In the beginning scene, both Monica and Phoebe are wearing hats, which I thought were, were cute. Um, Also, robes. There are a lot of robes because we have like a lot of like morning scenes. Yeah, I, yeah, I pointed out the the bathrobe party in the hallway. Yeah, bathrobe party in the hallway, hats, and yeah. So, are there any running jokes or motifs that I didn't pick up on? Um, this is, I, I don't, we've talked about the um, the strange like um, like branded food choices. Did you notice the Hagen Dawes like blurred out? It was clearly Hagen Dawes oh, coffee. I didn't notice, but the Hagen Dawes was blurred out, and I thought it was funny that he was eating coffee flavored ice cream. Like these people are so obsessed, <laughs> obsessed with, with coffee. coffee. It's like, I need coffee even when I'm eating ice cream. Yeah. And I thought that was a funny touch. Yeah. And then the, if they, they drink more often, they drink like coffee stouts or like Kahlua. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bailey's. They, Bailey. they had um, just like generic microwave popcorn when they were watching the Jay Leno interview. Yeah, and it had like a weird font. It said microwave and like RoboCop lettering. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. But I did did notice very much it was like so clearly Haagen-Dazs. That's very funny. So the choice to make, I don't know, it was just like a funny um, props to the prop department, I guess I'll have to say. Um, Okay. Should we... Should we move on to uh, our recap of How I Met Your Mother, Season 1, Episode 11, The Limo? The Limo, yes. So Walk us through it. Um, so it's New Year's Eve um, going into 2006. Um, so Ted comes up with this idea to rent a limo so they could all be together and party in style. What? Yeah, I was going to ask you, I was trying to decide, should I wait till the end or should I ask you, do you remember New Year's Eve 2005 into 2006? Um, how old would I have been? No, no, I don't. I, I only remember it because it was my first New Year's Eve in Los Angeles. Oh. Um, and it, uh, okay. uh, didn't go, <laughs> didn't go. I went to a house party, mm. uh, which I went to the first two or three years. I went to this like, um, house party in like the Eagle Rock Hills, um, I think I stayed home with my sister. 
Yeah. 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 That was that time. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Would have been home. Yeah, I had a, a bad time at a house party, got into an argument with my uh, date. Uh, um, uh, and you I th- tell me about this. Why would I tell you about a single argument I got into with an ex-girlfriend once? But I feel like we talk about so many things. It would it would have come up. Yeah, I never. No, um, we're going to talk about this later. <laughs> we're probably now. I can tell you now. It was um, I was like a lot of people who moved to Los Angeles. I did not like it at first. Yeah. Um, it took you know I've. I'd been warned it'll take three years. I would say I was a, maybe a quick study. It took me about a year and a half to like it here. I would say like uh, like early 2007 is when I started to well, like Los Angeles. It's also a really tough place to be broke. And yeah, I know that you didn't a have a lot of money. And I yeah. feel like everything is so much money. And just like the gas money because you have to drive everywhere. And... Yeah, everything is fucking expensive, especially on New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, but I was thinking, like, how fun would it be now to, like, get a limo? Like, I thought that this would... It's a really nice thing that he did yeah. for his friends. Um, do you want to hear more of this, New Year's, my New Year's Eve? Oh, uh, yes, yes. I thought the, we would... No, the, what I was saying is I didn't like it, and I was... Basically, all my friends were still in Chicago, except for a couple friends I had here. And I spent so much of the night on the phone with my friends in Chicago saying like, happy new year's. What are you guys doing? Or whatever. That's what my date and I fought about was that I wasn't like there with her. I was like talking to people on the phone back in Chicago. Yeah. Like you had one foot out the door. I weren't like present with her. Uh, yeah. Cause I was still very much missing Chicago uh, at that time. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. And I was what? 22, 20, 23. I was 23. Yeah. I was an idiot. Yeah, I would have been at home um, with my sister and my nephew. And, yeah, we probably... I'm trying to think. Maybe I had a, f- a few people over. There were some, like, gatherings in the garage if it was quiet because my nephew would have been an infant. Yeah. So... Uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, woo. Happy New Year. <laughs> um, okay. But this very much... This was a theme of, like... New Year's Eve is kind of like frustrating. There's so much pressure to like have someone to kiss and to make it fun and go to all the parties and have all the fun. So it was a nice thing for him to do to get this limo for his friends so they could party in style. They have uh, five parties to go to in three hours. Not enough time. Not enough time. In New York traffic? Yeah. On New Year's Eve? Yeah. So the limo driver is our old friend Ranjit. Ranjit, yes. Yeah, who is like the best part of the show, or this episode (laughs) at least, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) uh, Was it Marshall's Afraid? I hope this isn't taking your funny. It is. It is. It is. There were a few funny ones, but um, okay. So they their goal is to hit up these five parties. Um, uh, oh, Ted has a date. It's a coworker of his named Mary Beth, and played by Kathleen Rose Perkins, uh, who was the stylist. She played the stylist Priscilla, who hired um, Linz on You're the Worst. <gasps> yes, yes, she was like a. Um, yeah, she was very familiar. Good call. I had to look it up, but yeah, she looked familiar to me, and I looked it up, and she was yeah. You and I, you and I, pretty recently watched, You're the worst. or I watched you the worst for the first time. You rewatched it with me, uh, and she was, um, yeah, the 
the the stylist that Lindsay worked for for a, uh, about a season, half yeah. a season maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they they get Mary Beth, and he thinks that she's into him because she's always like finding excuses to hug him. But it turns out she's just a hugger. A hugger. She hugs everyone, and everyone says you're friendly because <laughs> she hugs literally everyone. Um, I like that about her. I like. I like Mary Beth. Yeah. So throughout the night, um, they're, the, the parties are all kind of bad. Like the first party, um, the only thing good about it is the pigs and blankets. And Barney meets Natalia, who is Ukrainian or Russian, Eastern European, yeah. like thick accent. Yeah. Um, and then the group kind of separates. So Robin leaves because she is dating Derek. Which I'm guessing is the same rich guy she went to the fundraiser with. Which you don't see, though. Like, he's, you just see his, like, arm in the limo. Yeah, but, but here we actually see him. But, yeah, we see him. Um, so she leaves. Um, at one point, Lily's shoes hurt her so bad. So she leaves, and then Marsha leaves, and then they get hot dogs. So it's not anything as Ted planned the night to be. Um, and then they see who they think is Moby. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is, turns out to not be Moby. Yeah, he's played by an actor named uh, J.P. Manu, uh, who, speaking of TV shows you and I watched during the pandemic, he was a congressman on Veep. Um, oh. Okay, yeah, he, yeah. he also looked familiar. Uh, but he also, I didn't watch Community. Yeah, uh, he, was, he was the principal. No, no, that's a different guy. The dean? No, that's a different guy who was also a bald guy. Huh. Different actor entirely. Wow. But this guy also appeared on Community, according to IMDb, as a character known as Phoebe. So apparently looking like Moby is yeah, this guy's he's like made his whole career, career <laughs> yeah. out of not being Moby. Um, but yeah, so he gets in the car and he ends up like starting, he like pulls out a big giant gun and they're all scared. Um, he invites them to a party. They decline Lily ends up at the not Moby party. Because it turns out that was the fourth party on their list. I didn't that was, realize it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all the parties fail miserably. Um, I do like that um, with the exception of the not Moby party, which we only see because Lily's on the phone, mm-hmm. we don't actually see any of the parties. That uh, Pretty much the entire episode takes place in the limo. In the limo. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Or... Um, yeah, just outside of it. Um, so, oh, okay, another funny thing was the Get Psyched mix. So Barney makes a playlist, and I don't know what else is on the playlist oh. except for Bon Jovi Shot Through the Heart, which plays over and over again as kind of a... Yeah. Do you want to know what else is on the playlist? Because yes. I looked it up. Yes, please. I looked it Thank up. So you. I, found I was screen, hoping that you'd know. Okay. Yeah. Weirdly, so there are 11 songs. Oddly, You Give Love a Bad Name, uh, which uh, he's just written as being by BJ, is track two. So I guess he's just starting huh. with track two. Track one is I Want to Rock, Twisted okay. Sister. Okay. Uh, track three is Lick It Up by Kiss. Okay. Track four is Paradise City by GNR. Is he, I'm just writing it as Bernie had it listed, GNR. Wait, uh, let me, can I say, uh, is it White Snake? Is White Snake on there's there? There's no White Snake. Okay. But Tra- doesn't it seem like yeah. Here I Go Again would be on there? Yeah, there's one that's very similar okay. to that. Uh, maybe you will guess it by the end. Um, if you could think of other songs like that. Like that? Um, yeah. Um... Uh, Dancing with Myself by Billy Idol. Okay. Rocky Like a Hurricane okay. by Scorpy. 
That's how he has it written. <laughs> um, <laughs> Panama by Van Halen. Ugh, I hate Van Halen. Um, I don't like Van Halen either. If there's a Van Halen song I like, it's Panama, though. I guess. I don't really like him, but like Van Halen at all. But yeah, that song, I, I get why that would psych somebody up. All right, okay. Um, number eight, Talk Dirty to Me by Poison. Number nine. Cherry Pie? Uh, no. <sighs> number nine is Thunderstruck by ACDC. Okay. Number 10, we got, we're rounding it out with two hair metal uh, songs. I don't know if you want to take any more guesses. You've, you've been sort of stabbing no. around the area. No, just tell me. It'll uh, take too long. Dr. Feel Good by uh, Crew. That's what okay. he has written here uh-huh. by Crew. And then track 11, Round and Round by Rat. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that seem, doesn't it seem like yeah. you were really close to, to yeah. landing on Rat? I would have gotten there eventually, yeah. but we yeah. don't have time for that. So that's what was on the Get Psyched mix. But, but the yeah. only song we hear is You Give Love a Bad Name. Yeah. We only hear the opening over and over again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of the storyline revolves around Ted realizing that he's in love with Robin. Mary Beth, um, you know, says to Ted, you know, I could tell that you're in love with Robin this whole time, and I think she's in love with you. And you know, he's like, really? And so he's kind of happy to be able to like kiss Robin, his true love, right? You know, yeah. um, at midnight, um, and they actually do kiss at the end. Um, because they, I guess they made an agreement at that roof party where they were drinking. Oh, is that what they were referring yeah, to? Yeah, I think yeah. that was it. Remember they had that like special moment. They were sitting, they had, they both yes. had a terrible night and they said, if we're not with someone like, let's kiss on new year's. Maybe. maybe? Yeah. That's yeah. That's I'm sure that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they did kiss and I guess Derek was still in the car, but she's like, Oh, he took too long, you know, cause Derek, he made me wait. I'll, I'll, I yeah. He had to work, but he eventually finds them in the limo. Um, yeah. What else happened? So yeah, all the parties failed miserably. Um, but they ended up all being together at midnight, which is what Ted wanted to begin with. Um, there were some, yeah, sweet moments. Um, yeah. Do you have anything to add? Did I miss anything big? Um, I don't think you missed anything big. I have just, uh, I mean, you hit most of the things I was going to, uh, talk about. I liked that 2030 Ted has to explain to his children who Moby is a popular recording artist at the time. (laughs) And then I also like how, I guess well, we had a, a listener who wrote us into like trying. Uh, he said a number of things, but he wanted us to keep in mind that uh, the whole story is from older Ted's point of view and his unreliable right. narrator. And so I thought yes. about that when he refers to um, Moby as the you know a popular recording artist at the time, and then later Robin says Moby the recording artist. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Everything uh, is through his lens, and I understand yeah. it's. From Ted's perspective, he's telling this story. Um, I also really liked when they're going to Grace Papaya, but uh, uh, Lily's going to go home and uh, and um, change shoes. Change shoes, mm-hmm. and they have that like action slash disaster movie moment where she's like, "If I don't make it back by New Year's Eve," and he's like, "No." We'll find our way back to yeah. each other. I, I liked. Yeah, I liked that. Also, I liked that, they're both corny together. But that moment where um, Bon Jovi's playing, and because of the the car malfunctioning, there's like all kinds of like smoke from the car. And when Marshall like emerges through the smoke oh, to that right. song, yes, that's right. That was because, a very funny moment. Yeah, Lily says, "I'm, I'm going to call Barn or I'm going to call Marshall." And yeah. Like, oh, but Marshall left his phone, and she just stands she out of the window, and starts screaming. Marshall. Yeah, and it goes throughout the scene, and then. 
Lily. Yeah. And then he comes and he emerges through the smoke. Yeah. To the Bon Jovi's language. You said, yeah, great, great moment. We'll talk more about that when we get to similarities and differences. Yes. Um, so, uh, why don't you tell me what your funniest moment was that I almost spoiled? Um, no. Okay. You, you do that one. So one of my funniest ones was when Barney, Barney was talking about the Eastern European floozy is what, you know, Natalia. Yeah. Natalia. Did you feel some kinship because your names are so similar? Yes, I did. (laughs) Um, she also has bad breath. That was like played as a joke. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Barney was defending her because they left her at party number two. Um, but he said, you know, she's new to the country. She's a guest. She's a guest here. Well, many might turn her back on her. I want to turn my front on her, <laughs> which is so dumb and gross, but like my type of humor, like yeah. by you turning your front on her, you're like having sex with her. Yeah. But it's just like a funny image. Like that's not what sex is, but it's just like funny <laughs> in Barney's mind, any opportunity to make some like dumb yeah. sex joke. I'm glad you picked that one. Cause that was a contender for me too. I ended up picking, I ended up picking the Ranjit, Ranjit, Ranjit one, but yeah. not the, so the one I was going to mention earlier was when Lily's gone and Marshall is like, you know, I don't want to have to, I want someone to kiss a minute. I don't want to have to kiss Ranjit. And Ranjit goes, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. It's all about but, his delivery. Yeah. It's so perfect. Which is why the one I actually chose is when we find out that they didn't leave Natalia at party two, she fell asleep in the front seat and Barney's like, Ranjit, why didn't you tell us? He says, I didn't want to wake her. She looks so peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Ranjit got some great lines and just in the idea that, um, they're like, okay, Moby's party and Ranjit's like alright movies party like yeah. he knows where it is like yeah. he's a great driver Ranjit yeah. knows his way around the city yeah um, did you have any uh, how I met your mother but make it fashion uh? um, well it's New Year's Eve so they're um, the gals are wearing a lot of sparkly clothes um, and I did like Lily's military style velvet jacket it had like epaulets oh okay okay um, it was structured um, and then she also had really uncomfortable, weird shoes that they kept touching the bottom of, which is, which irks me so much in real life yeah. and now in TV shows, but don't touch the bottom of a shoe. Yeah. That's I didn't like notice baseline. Don't be disgusting. But Ted did it. Marshall did it repeatedly. Yeah. I feel like Mary Beth did it or something. Yeah. Like, everyone was touching yeah, the I shoes. I didn't even think about it. You're walking around the city. Yeah. But her shoes, that was my make it fashion. I, I don't, I don't like a lot of the fashions of their dressing up. I hated Mary Beth's dress. The like sort of, it was like the, it was like a slip. Like it yeah. was, it kind of had like was a, not cute either. Yeah. It was um, like a drop waist purple. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I guess the mo- thing I most liked were Lily's painful shoes that had like little, what do you call it? Like. It was like embossed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like flowers. embroidered, embroidered, yeah, embroidered like flowers, but like flowers and stuff. On velvet. It. Yeah, I could see how they would be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Have you been in that situation? Uh, uncomfortable shoes. But I mean, like committing yes. to a whole night and then like yes. ten minutes in being like, yes. what was I thinking? Absolutely. And then I then I said, I will never do that again. Like no yeah. shoes will ever be cute enough for me to be uncomfortable right. ever. Yeah. Never again. At our wedding, you had comfortable shoes. Yes. I Good. like made a point to like get flats. I wasn't about to wear heels. No heels. Good. I'm glad you wore flats at our wedding. It made me look even taller. Yeah, I'm very short, listeners. Yeah, <laughs> listeners don't know. Um, I don't know if you sound short. You sound like a little lady. 
<laughs> I'm told that I sound larger than I am in real life. Um, I couldn't really pick out any running jokes or motifs uh, um, in, in this episode as, as the How I Met Your Mother, I guess, expert. I'm not really an expert, but... Yeah. The more familiar one. I couldn't, I, I, there's nothing that really, other than I guess Ranjit showing up. I was just going to say Ranjit, um, you know, them all being there, you know, Barney being a creep, Ted being an aloof yeah. idiot. I like that we did get to see sad Barney, but he was just sad about losing his get psyched mix CD. Yeah. Which they end up like, um, finding or Marshall finds it. Right. Uh, yeah. Marshall steals it back from, from Moby's from party. Moby <laughs> who signed the back of his shirt. and just says Eric. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's a great scene. Okay. To get to, this will be like a sort of transition into similarities and differences. Okay. I talked about the joke writing on friends. And this is not a, uh, a slam on it, but being more classical, you know, there are set set setups and punchlines and, and stuff like that. The idea of, and I talked about this last week with the pineapple incident about like Ted bringing up, um, did you know that karaoke means empty orchestra? And then we find out because the show's told out of a chronological order, we find out that he just learned that like right. two minutes. Yeah. So that is smart. here I love the idea of them. Like, why did you say, Hey, we said Moby and you said what? Why did, like, why did you say, so uh, I thought you said Tony. So your name's Tony? No. no. <laughs> and I like that we don't find out what his name is until we get that payoff we weren't even expecting right. when Marshall lifts, pulls his shirt down and it says Eric. Because if there's I an opposite of Moby, it's Eric. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's also funny that Marshall, um, like, I don't know, would you be able to feel, I don't know, I feel like if it's just four letters, you'd be able to tell that it's maybe, not Maybe you. Moby. Maybe you. I don't have, a, I don't have sensitive shoulder blades. Huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, to get to other... Um, uh, oh, another oh, kind of, oh, like, please. motif which surprised me is, um, well... They weren't drinking the whole time in the limo until the, midnight. This was, um, and my similarities and differences of the two shows. Yeah. The friends, friends were doing had, shots. Had people getting yes, drunk. I had the same thing. So it was a little switcheroo because the whole time they were driving around the limo, I was like, if you have a designated driver and you're in a limo, and you're, you're getting five parties. You're drinking the whole time. Yeah. You're going to pre-party, you're going to, you're in traffic, you're going to drink. So it was strange that, yeah, friends were doing tequila shots and yeah. I met your mother crew. I think we can assume that Natalia got drunk and that's why she passed out and looked so peaceful in the, in the past. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, other comparisons. Um, and this one, I, some of these I kind of thought of as we were talking just now, but, um, comparing Joey versus Barney as horn dogs and how, oh, how, okay. how Joey, as we were talking about, is already displaying a heart and more a horn dog with a heart of gold. Uh, yeah. And Barney, I mean, not to give too much away that's coming, yeah. but it's in the, at this point in the show, it's very much Barney is still very much a caricature. Right. Yeah. Um, both shows had cold weather scenes, mm-hmm. had, had scenes where I was concerned for women who were, in the cold, like yeah. when um, Phoebe and Monica go just running down the street to run to the <laughs> the coma guy, go to the hospital. I was like, they need to put on their coats. And then similarly, when Mary Beth stands up out of the the first person we see stand up out uh, out of the limo, the sunroof, sunroof, yes, is is Mary Beth in her little like slip of a of a dress. And I was like, oh, she must be cold. And yeah. 
um, good on Kathleen Rose Perkins. She acted cold yeah. uh, in that moment. Yeah, and in Friends, when they're like um, taking care, quote unquote, of the coma guy, they're reading him the paper, and it they said it was 44 degrees, high of 44 degrees in New York City. Oh, so, which is probably warmer than I would have thought for um, December. But yeah, December. warm enough for hats and scarves. Yeah. Um, yeah, wait. No, January. Because we already it's had January, the, New Year's Eve. Yes, we'll, we'll get to and how are we doing when I talk about what days these actually. How do you feel about New Year's Eve as a holiday? Uh, I mean, I feel like you and I have traditions that I think work. So it works. It's still my least favorite. I don't know. I like because you and I tend to go to like an early dinner and drinks with a larger group of friends. Then they go off to their parties and we have a smaller, smaller group of gathering. friends that, yeah. that, that hang out at someone's home. Like, I don't think I've been to a bar on new year's Eve since 2008. Well, yeah, which they you all were have 2008 into 2009. That was <laughs> uh, the hospital one. Yeah. That was you and I had been on only a couple of dates, literally just two dates. Yeah. Because our second date was on Christmas Day, 2008, which is weird, um, but a sweet moment. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I was in Pasadena at, like, a hotel bar and then went to the, um, oh, what's that, like, weird hidden bar in Pasadena? Um, it's called, like, the Old Town Pub. You have to, like, walk in between the alley to get uh, back I there. I don't know that. Um, it's called something like that. Anyway, so I was, like, at a hotel bar and then um, the Old Town Pub, and I was, like... I'm going to text Natalie. Like we've been on a couple of dates and things going, think things are going well. I'm going to text her. Happy mm-hmm. new year. Uh, never heard back from you. It was kind of like salty about it. And then tell the listeners why I never heard back from you that night. So I spent new year's Eve in the hospital on sunset Kaiser emergency room because my friend Catherine on the dance floor at shortstop, like got a little crazy and someone flung her, like she flung herself basically over someone's shoulders. <laughs> she like and like tried knocked, to jump on someone's back and overshot. Overshot, kind of like a leapfrog <laughs> gone wrong, and knocked her teeth out Oof. and like bit down on her. Yeah, so we were in um, the hospital waiting room at midnight. So you had better things in, uh, on your more important things in your mind than texting back the boy you'd been on two dates with. I should have. I was just sitting there. I, but maybe at that point it was a, the wrong Still time hectic. to text. But yeah. when I did, did I call you that night and tell you? Um, I don't think I got the full story until we went on our third date. So that's a huge bummer. Cause like you, you go into the new year, I guess you don't, you're not too worried about it. We're like just dating. Dates, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was You're kind not a of, Ted. Uh, yeah, exactly. But I was kind of like, Oh, I thought things were going well, but then yeah, you told me like, oh, I'll tell you the story. And then like we made a plan for a third date, which was, I remember our first three dates so well, um, our third date, uh, and but although I am forgetting the name of the sushi place on Vermont, just North of the public house. Yeah. Nico. Like Nico, 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 Nico. Yeah. We mm-hmm. went to Nico, Nico. And then we went to, um, the drawing room for the first time. Yeah. And then you and I spent so much time of our first like oh, year, yeah. year and a half dating at the drawing room. Yeah. Uh, but I think our third date was the first time we went to the drawing room together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I think I got the whole story in Nico Nico, uh, yeah. that night. Anyway, that's enough behind the scenes. I think that's fun. On, um, but uh, yeah, on as a th- holiday, New Year's Eve, not my favorite in general. I, uh, I, I look forward to it because if I, if God forbid I were single again, right. I would probably dread it. But 
you and I have traditions that I enjoy. Yeah. And yeah. so I look forward to doing those things. I think so too. I just, I don't like the pressure to like have fun and spend a shit ton of money and then like get drunk and then feel terrible on the first day of the year. Like it just doesn't. I don't feel terrible. You just sleep in. I can't, I can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. That's right. I don't do that. Yeah. As long as I get, if I have a big, a bunch of water and I'm able to get a solid sleep, it doesn't matter how much I drank or what time I went to bed, generally. Yeah. It's changing as I get older. We're getting older. Yeah. Like, sensitive. Uh, But back to similarities and differences, I wanted to talk about, uh, and this is me, okay, now halfway through we're, we're literally halfway th- through the first season at least if i'm in your mother um i think there are more episodes of friends um but now we're getting to the point where i'm having the opinions i thought i'd have like so much early on so much was about like oh i'm surprised by how much i like friends mm-hmm. and i still am surprised by how, how much i like friends but i think when you see the commitment and the level of care and ingenuity and excitement about storytelling mm-hmm. how yeah. i met your mother yeah. is like just head and shoulders above what what friends are, are, are doing it's not just i agree three acts set up joke like and again there's a some, there's room for that kind of thing but the way that they're moving the pieces together intentionally separating them mm-hmm. and then bringing them back together right. it's that this episode is uh, like a mini movie, it, right. you know, it has, it has all these beats. It gets to a sense of grandeur. And sometimes like I, like we talked, we talked about with the, like, no, we'll find our way back to each other. Sometimes it's intentionally like sort of winky, but I think by the end you mentioned Marshall coming through the, 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 the fog, yeah. you know, or like them, like there's as much as we talk about Ted being a douche, that moment when they're counting down and then the, it cuts to outside the car and Ted closes the door and sets his champagne on top of the limo while they're all saying happy new year inside. Like yeah. that's a poignant moment. I, right. And I like friends has not gotten to that kind of and, uh, visual storytelling and, and commitment. Sorry. Um, no, it's also like advanced storytelling as you know, there are callbacks to previous plot points, right? You know, it's thoughtful, like the whole thing about Robin and Ted, you know, and the viewer is the viewer is made to love this show. So like recalls that remembers it and you know, you're rewarded for caring about the show. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I think the writing is, much more dynamic and I, f- I feel like a writer's room at How I Met Your Mother is probably like a better job than a writer well I mean not money wise obviously but just a more enriching <laughs> experience um, so does this lead this leads us into playing favorites are we on the same page do we both enjoy the limo more than yeah. uh, the one with Mrs. Bing yeah I think I do all right I do and even though um, you know New Year's Eve is not my favorite holiday I do like a holiday or a destination episode our neighbor just got pizza is the pizza guy stomping up the stairs yeah no that was a knock on the door that was a knock on the glass oh no it's you oh sorry you're (laughs) can I I'm not gonna tell the listener what you're doing you're embarrassed no yeah (laughs) but you were shaking the table there yeah sorry um all right um well, then that leads us to my favorite segment to introduce, at least. How were we doing? In which we look at what was happening in the world on the days these episodes aired. Um, on Thursday, January 5th, 1995, 
Well, first off, before we can get to this, we'd actually, I asked you what you were doing New Year's Eve 2005. Any idea what you were doing New Year's Eve 1994? Um, no. Yeah. I, my best guess at that Maybe age, a sleepover? Okay. Depending on the day of the week, I guess. But you're, either way, you're off the next day. It's not like you have to go That's to school. True. You don't, really, you don't go true. to school on January 1st. Right. Maybe at a sleepover, slumber party. Um, what I'm guessing is um, down the street from where I lived, there was a family, shout out to the Leonards. You've met the Leonards. Oh, yeah, I love the Leonards. Um, they hosted a neighborhood New Year's Eve party uh, every year, and it was like all the adults and all the kids, and That's it'd be like fun. sparklers in the backyard. And Such a the, like taste of Americana. Yeah, but probably also like my parents getting drunk because they knew that... They could. You're safe. Literally, you have to yeah. cross the street and walk two houses. Out. Yeah, like, that's, it's a, that's brilliant. It's a safe way home. So I'm guessing that we were at the Leonard's house on, on New Year's Eve when I was 12. That's fun. Did you have fun at those kind of parties? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I think, oh, you know what I would do at those parties? I would watch because movies. the Leonard's had cable and I did we didn't I would watch like MTV's yeah. uh, uh, countdown. New Year's Eve countdown yep. Yep. because I couldn't watch that at home it would be like a TRL <laughs> this is pre-TRL right <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true um, but yeah this was like a big part like because I didn't I was not a social kid uh, yeah. a, at all large gatherings of like friends and, and family not your scene usually if possible it was me finding a bedroom with a tv with cable and hiding for as until my mom like found me and was like get out there, there you are get out there and socialize <laughs> yeah go hang out with your cousins yeah that's exactly <laughs> so okay um but back to how are we doing on thursday january 5th 1995 a big thing that happened in the world prince charles photographed kissing his children's nanny on the swiss ski slopes so this is uh, a little bit of season five of The Crown, Crown. Uh, yeah. preview yeah. of what we're going to see uh, uh, ne- next year. Um, uh, I can I was trying to remember if they've announced who's playing Prince Charles um, in hmm. the in the new season. But anyway, uh, that's what happened. I definitely wouldn't have paid attention. I didn't care about the royals. Yeah, neither did I. Um, and also, uh, you and I are very young. Do you know who Tara Massacote or Massacote is? No. She's a YouTube star, and she was born on January 5th, 1995. Huh. All right. Well, that one's fun. I mean, obviously not for the, you know, uh, House of Windsor, the Mountbatten's. Not a right. fun day right. for, for them. But uh, once again, now we get to the day that the limo aired, which is Monday, December 19th, 2005. So again, like, we're out of pay. Like, Friends is ahead of, of How I Met Your Mother. I'm sure it'll catch up in a little bit. But... Um, there's less fun stuff that happened this day. It's a lot of bummer stuff, a lot of it having to do with um, uh, uh, the the first post-invasion elections in Iraq were happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it happened uh, previously yeah. uh, or, or just shortly before. There was like a plane crash. It's uh, uh, not a great uh, not a great time. No. Um, top five songs in the USA. Um, still Chris Brown is up there Mariah Carey Don't Forget About Us uh, D. Pharrell Laffy Taffy uh, Nelly Grills which I don't even remember Grills hmm. I think that was like off of like do you remember he had Nelly had a like 
it was two separate albums called Sweat Suit. One was called Sweat and one was called Suit. And Sweat yes. was like the party songs and yes. Suit was like the lovers, like yeah. fancy songs. So I wonder if Girls is off of Sweat. That sounds right, yeah. Um, but Sweat Suit might have been earlier than 2005. Uh, I'm a St. Louis, Louis and I should know more about Nelly, but really I know country grammar and then It's really a fun here. concept. Sweat Suit? Yeah. 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 Um, what a, oh, and the fifth song on the list was why did I scroll away from that photograph by Nickelback it's been the same thing Ugh, yeah uh, um, every every week uh, the Time Magazine cover for December 19 2005 was the best photos of 2005 and it was that one of those things where it's oh. a photo made of a bunch of photos yeah which it was a face of Marilyn Monroe made up of yeah hundreds oh. of tiny photos oh man I, I, I keep like scrolling down uh, this this list is like longer than I realized there's more stuff to it including um, do you know what what book was on the uh, bestseller list in 2005 uh, James Fry's A Million Little Pieces oh, before we knew before we knew the true story was, despite being Falsified. billed as a memoir it yeah. was lies right lies damned lies yep um, did you read it uh, no, I didn't. Me neither. Do you know they made a movie of it, like, recently? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I, so weird. I think I heard that. But, I get, like, it's just, like, why... I'm, I've always been torn on this thing uh, uh, of a million little... What is it? A million little pieces? Mil- yeah. Um, and, like, Oprah, like, calling him on the carpet and making him apologize in her show. There's a part of me that's, like... Who cares? If you read the book and it meant something to you... Right. It is that changed because it was right. embellished or, or, or falsified? Like it, it, the, the, the writing, the prose or whatever is still the same. Right. And I think there's a lot of like publishing companies who they change a lot about, you know, like whether it's in like editing or the art okay. or, you know, change this or change that. Like how much, yeah, I'm but not then, too bothered by it. I'm not, but then also, because isn't a lot of it about, like, addiction? Addiction, yeah. So then I, the other side of the story is, if you're an addict and you hear this, yeah. like, yeah. supposedly true story of someone's, sure. like, inspiring battle with addiction, right. that might actually, actually feel like an insult to find out. Totally. So I, I, I try totally. to put myself in those shoes as well. Right. And if he comes out and says, this is my story, like a blatant right. lie, right. like, that's yeah. that's not right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I still think the idea of Oprah making him go on the show and apologize is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then our next segment is called Challenge Accepted. So first, um, let's see. Again, you were killing me at these. Despite friends literally saying what the episode is about in the title, I always get it wrong and you keep getting it right. So my prediction was that the one with Mrs. Bing, what would happen is that someone was going to be mistaken for Chandler's wife and he was not going to correct them for whatever, because it was some sort of beneficial thing to him or them. But that's not what happened. Right. Um, You suggested, or you predicted that the story of the limo was that Ted rents a limo to impress someone and it doesn't go well. That's Which is essentially what happened. He, so yeah. once again, I guess he's trying to impress his friends. Yeah. But also way. Robin in particular, right. and it doesn't go well 
because Derek shows up, but then right. it kind of does go well right. for him a little bit, but still. But yeah, I, that's a point. Uh, yeah, that's definitely um, a, a point for you. So now let's make our predictions. Okay. For season one, ep- seasons one, episodes 12 <laughs> um, <laughs> of Friends and High and Your Mother. The Friends episode is called The One with the Dozen Lasagnas. Um, I'm going to say that Monica... It's okay. Is it? It's a cheat to just say Monica cooks a dozen lasagnas. I have to like have some sort of prediction as to why she cooks a dozen lasagnas. Just a little bit. It doesn't have to be too specific. But here's what I have to predict: Who makes the lasagna oh, and Mon- why? I, I already, I'm yeah. already predicting Monica. My thing is: Is she baking? Okay. Here's gonna be my prediction. Okay. She's not baking a dozen lasagnas because she needs a dozen lasagnas. It takes her 12 term times to get it right. Something keeps... Oh. I'm going to say there's going to be some sort of, like, comedy of errors in which her lasagnas keep getting ruined. Okay. Um, because of something like Rachel losing a ring in, <laughs> in a lasagna, which already happened. <laughs> right. Um, uh, okay. Um, Rachel cooks 12... Not, no, Monica cooks 12 lasagnas until she gets one right. Okay. So friends, uh, wait, uh, I suddenly got paranoid that I accidentally just looked at episode 13, not 12. That Uh-oh. was, no, yeah, 12 okay. is the one with a dozen lasagna. Sorry, I, okay. uh, I, I got paranoid there. How I Met Your Mother, season one, episode 12, it's called The Wedding. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. The Wedding. Um, okay. Like a friend that um, they went to college with is getting married. So the gang... Come down, Darla. The gang is going to a wedding, and um, Ted is going to... He's going... He's going stag to this wedding and meets a woman at the wedding who he falls for. Um, you got a vamp while I'm typing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just like, I know, I'm new to this yeah. whole podcast. Okay, so I wrote, a college friend is getting married, the gang goes, Ted goes stag and meets a new love interest. Yeah. Do you, I feel like you don't, that's like three predictions. I feel like Ted goes to a wedding stag and meets a new love interest is... Okay, yeah, that's fair. Because you don't want that to happen, but it turns out the rest of the gang didn't go and you miss the guess, right? Yeah. You don't want to yeah. overcomplicate it. I guess it, it. doesn't matter. You're not matter. Howie in Uncut Gems having a four-part bet <laughs> that relies oh. on Kevin Garnett winning the opening tip to off. Yes, I'm definitely not that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I was just trying to, like, create the idea and yeah you're walking us through the story which i like but i'm saying your prediction can just be the yeah ted goes yeah okay ted goes to a wedding wedding stag and meets meets a new love interest yes okay well then i think we wrapped up talking about season one seasons one episodes 11 of friends Mm -hmm. and how i met your mother respectively the one with mrs bing and the limo 
we just talked about what we'll talk about next week uh in the meantime you can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts you can find it at battleshippretension.com you can follow my find my other uh writing and my other podcast at battleshippretension.com you can email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. We would love to, uh, there's so many ways that people have been like tweeting me. You could tweet me at Davey pretension. Yeah. I've gotten feedback on the show from tweets. I've gotten feedback on the show on Facebook. I've gotten it in comment sections of battleship which I very much, uh, I, I do encourage, yeah. uh, but almost no one has actually emailed. Yeah. You've gotten like one email. Yeah. Email uh, us. Yeah. E- email the one where I met your mother at gmail.com with your, with your thoughts. Uh, but I also do like the comments on the website because it shows it's a more public way of fan, fan engagement. You know, um, yeah. you're not just talking to us. You're talking to anyone else who looks at that yeah. page. So that's nice. Uh, but, uh, that's where you can find, us uh natalie there's nowhere in particular you want people to look for you no but use use email let us know what you think any suggestions thoughts feedback we'll take it yeah we'll we'll take it under advisement yeah yeah we're not going to change things just because one listener oh no (laughs) well uh i guess that's it then until next time farewell friends and mothers 